This is Leonard Fournette, and he listens to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap, and joining us today, one of the biggest guests in the fantasy football industry. Been trying to get him on the show or the pod or the serious show forever. I can't believe it's, it's our first time having him on, a true titan mm-hmm. in the industry. He is, he is Evan Silva, at Evan Silva on Twitter. He's from Establish the Run. That's establishtherun.com. That's with Adam Levitan and, and our friend Michael Leone, who was on the podcast a, a few weeks back, an excellent guest, and a bunch of other great contributors they have there, a bunch of great products. You can get their draft kit right now uh, over there at Establish the Run. Could not recommend the site highly enough. Silva, what the hell's going on, brother? Alex, what's going on, man? Yeah, thanks so much for the the kind intro. We're we're selling our uh, fantasy football draft kit for thirty four ninety nine this year, and you get a twenty five dollar coupon to FFPC. So it really, only costs you nine ninety nine. You can use that coupon on on uh, to participate in any form of FFPC draft if you want to join like a main event team for $1,850 buy-in really you know really start playing fantasy football seriously that's an option to you you can also use it in a $35 league and you only end up playing paying 10 bucks for that league so uh but hey it's been a good day it's been a good day for for you guys (laughs) and for us because we have been on the Leonard Fournette fade train and he of course got waived although there's still a possibility that a team could acquire him um, later, by the end of the transaction day today, via trade, if some team just wants to throw in a conditional seventh rounder, that's still <laughs> on the table. I guess a team could could pick them up off waivers within the next 48 hours. But hey, you guys did a great job covering this. I know Byron is your guy on the Jaguars, and he had some great intel and sort of you know further confirmed what what my suspicions were that. Leonard Fournette was on the outs. I mean, they do save over $4 million against the salary cap. They're not going to use that this year, but uh, they could tack that onto their salary cap next year. Uh, So, I I mean, it makes sense for a tanking team. Yeah, no, totally. And, and uh, appreciate that. It's been a, it's been a tough year with getting out to these training camps with everything going on, man. Mm -hmm. Teams are team teams are really weird, but um, certainly that was an important one to get out to. And, I, it's a big deal. By the time people hear this, you know, Leonard Fournette could be signed somewhere or um, they, yep. they could. Uh, so like, I don't even want to bring up the odds. I just saw from Bovada. It looks like the odds on favorites, the Chicago bears weirdly. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, is the, um, what did you do in your, t- in your top 150? You have the top 150 over there at established the run that everybody sort of knows you for, for your mm-hmm. preseason prognostications. Like t- what are you doing with Chris Thompson? Um, mm-hmm. Is like, is from a pass catching. It's, it sounds, it seems like he he'll have a pass catching floor that could be appealing for PPR. And he yeah. was getting a bunch of work down at the goal line. 
yeah. during the practices that Byron was at, it feels like he brought – he should probably be in the guy that went from, you know, very, very bottom of your considerations for somebody in a zero RB type of draft to maybe somebody you could be thinking about to have some kind of role. Did, did you make any significant moves with, with, with Chris Thompson? I have not moved Leonard Fournette yet. I just put like asterisks around him. You know, he's, you can't really draft. I just want to see what happens by the end of the day today. If no team right. trades for him, if no team claims for claims him, I'm going to move him down like 20 spots. But we were already really low on him. We had him as like a fit. There's still a scenario again where he we shouldn't even speculate about that. On to Chris right. Thompson. Um, I just one of the reasons that I didn't like Leonard Fournette as a fantasy pick this year is because I don't like to bet on running backs in bad offenses that aren't going to score very many points. And I, I'm still feeling that I, I have Chris Thompson in the in the top 150. I have Reichwell Armstead in the top 150 and Divine Azigbo, but they're all like in the one, uh, the one thirties range. And I'm not still not super excited about any of them because again, I, I like to fade bad offenses in general, whenever I can, um, especially when we, we know that there's going to be a committee of some sort. Yeah. And, the, and there's going, yeah, it, with this, there's certainly, I mean, certainly there will be, there will be a committee there. It's like, I just, I think the Chris Thompson probably has the most distinguished role, whether it's the most high value role, we don't really know, but it's really hard sifting through the difference between Reichwell Armstead and divine yeah. Zigbo and, and James Robinson and these guys. Yeah. James Robinson is another good name uh, to bring up uh, UDFA uh, with, with uh, Armstead. He missed the beginning of camp like like at least a week with COVID. Uh, he was on the COVID list, and now he is listed as missing practices with an illness. So it seems to me like he could be falling behind. I He is still the running back there that they've in, invested the most in. Uh, it was only a fifth-round pick, but that's more than, you know, Chris Thompson for the league minimum and Divine Zingbo, who I think they got off waivers from the Saints last year, and mm -hmm. uh, James Robinson, who went undrafted. What do you th what do you think about Ozigbo? Because I always kind of liked him. I do too. I yeah. do too. I mean, I remember even going back to his to uh, he was a Shrine Game guy the year before last, and you know what Byron you know what Byron told me there from that camp, and what he told me this morning when I was saying like, well, what do we do? I, I think I know about what to do on our cheat sheet with Chris Thompson. It feels like he probably needs to probably needs to live somewhere in a PPR cheat sheet, maybe around you know after you can get the James Whites or those kind of other floor sort of zero RB kind of guys, maybe a little after those guys. Um, but it was Ozigbo Oz, Oz, and it was, um, Reichwell Armstead that I, you know, I was just like, well, these guys are late round flyers as it is, but who should we have in front? And Byron said for sure, Ozigbo based on what he oh, saw. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So that's I, I just, like that. I like that because I was going to, cause I think that the, the popular stance is, Oh, now we got to go get Reichwell Armstead. But I yeah. think that we can get a little edge if Ozigbo is actually favored. And maybe for a little bit less of your free agent budget, you exactly. know? So, so yeah, I, I mean, uh, that's, that's the way we're leaning for right now. We've always liked Reichwell, but I mean, he, Reichwell got opportunities last year and I'd be like, did like, did you watch him in any of the times whenever, whenever he was getting a good run, he didn't look that yeah. good as an NFL player. No, no. And I mean, he's sort of, you know, he's like a speed score guy who doesn't really play to that speed. And uh, I don't know. I remember he had like a touchdown reception on some crazy play that Minshew made, 
um, where he's uh, like scrambling around. You remember, but yep. But Armstead, I mean, he didn't get receiving work uh, in college, really. And um, I don't know. I it's a toss up, and probably none of them are, are really going to help us. But I, I'm with you. I, I kind of like I, I kind of like Ozigbo, uh, and then Chris Thompson will have a PPR floor. That team's in full blown tank mode, man. Yeah. It's just the Haji. I can't. Believe, how is Dave Caldwell not fired? Unbelievable. It's like, it's so, Te- so Teflon crazy. Dave. You, 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 and you and the Podfather ought to do your next. If he's still hired next year, you need to do your next uh, scathing indictment on a uh, club on the on the Jacksonville Jaguars and how Dave Caldwell has just been allowed it. I mean, like th- that was a team that played for the AFC Championship in 2017. I mean, 2017, how can things go so sideways? I, I, I think un- the best tweet that I saw today was that uh, from Greg Rosenthal, and he tweeted, the Jaguars drafted Fournette over Mahomes and Watson because they had Blake Bortles. Just think about that. That's <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. It's dumb, man. It, it, yeah, and yeah. It goes to show that you should that you should never pick for need in the NFL draft because you never know where you're going to be in two or three years as far as your mm-hmm. needs. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, as, as, as far as our fantasy drafts, enough of this Fournette talk. I wanted to get, but you know, I I do want to hear about a few other players who who you hate, and so I want to add okay. since since you were so prescient about Leonard Fournette, so I'll give you a couple of minutes to think about that. But just in the meantime, just a couple of kind of high level thoughts about um, in fantasy drafts. One thing I've noticed is in twelve team leagues. I like to have the number one pick so I can get Christian yep. McCaffrey. But if I have the number two or the number three or the number four pick, of course, I'm, you know, I, I, I like getting those players, I, you know, Saquon Barkley's, you know, strength of schedule, you know, has been a little bit bothersome for me, but of yep. course he's Saquon and you don't really, you know, you can't really take it too much into account, but the way that these drafts fall, man, it's like after the guys like Clyde Edwards, Alaire and Julio Jones and Aaron Jones go off the board, and if Austin Eckler's already gone and Drake and like all the rest of these guys, I, f- I find it horrible to be picking at the two, three turn whenever I'm basically forced to take like a Chris Godwin or maybe a tight end or, you know, God forbid, you know, I mean, Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson and those guys are starting to go around there too. Kenny, it feels too early for Kenny Galladay. How, how are you, how are you navigating that two, three turn? Are are you just biting the bullet and saying like, you know what? It, it is a technical advantage to have one of these tight ends, even though I don't like the way my roster looks quite as much after I'm done. Maybe bite the bullet on one of those guys if if, if all these main running backs are gone. And it just to you, does it feel a little bit high to be taking a guy like Chris Godwin or Kenny Galladay there? Yes, yes. No, my, I mean I completely agree with you know your your all the thoughts that you expressed there. I, I've been fortunate that in two main event drafts recently, I started from the one oh the one oh two and the one oh three. And I was fortunate in the first one to get Zeke and uh, Aaron Jones made it back to me. And I felt fine with that. Mm-hmm. And then in the other one, it was Barkley and then Eckler made it back to me. Well, so, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I was very, very fortunate. I mean, I was like, you know, biting my nails, hoping that these guys would, would make it back. And I was just fortunate. But, yeah, th- there, there would have been a, a, a sort of a disaster scenario where I might have had to take like Chris uh, Chris Godwin at like two ten, and that's just it's just it's too rich for me th- this year. Mm-hmm. So it could have been, yeah, it, it, that would not have been a comfortable draft pick, and, and that's probably would have would have been the pick that I would have had to make. And what about if what about if Kelsey and or Kittle were available there? Is that part of your See, plan this year, or is this, it just because these, these were tight end premium? So 
Those guys did not. All right, right, right. Up. FFPC yeah. would have been. But, but what about but, in what about in stand? But not in standard, but just in regular leagues where where there's no tight end premium. Yes, I still think Kelsey probably won't. But I do think that Kittle would it would be an excellent pick at like two ten. I mean, I think he's going to go nuts this year. You look at Emmanuel Sanders is gone. Debo, we don't know about him. Ayuk, we don't know about him. You know, from a health standpoint. I mean, Kittle, yeah. and then week one against the Cardinals, like, forget about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, that's right. Yeah. George Kittle is going to do <laughs> some, some gnarly yeah. things to, you know, Isaiah Simmons after 12 padded practices and Buda Baker, now the richest safety in the league. Like, what? I mean, George Kittle is going to do some nasty things in week one. The 2020 Rosterwatch draft cheat sheet is available now at rosterwatch.com. The revolutionary cheat sheet is back. Just follow the three simple rules and an expert quality draft is guaranteed. That's it. Three simple rules. It doesn't get any easier. Winning fantasy players don't use outdated magazines or expensive draft software that's impossible to navigate. Just bring along the Rosterwatch cheat sheet to your draft and dominate. It's only $5.99. Download now at rosterwatch.com. It's the ultimate draft cheat sheet only at rosterwatch.com. If you're in a league where you get to pick your draft slot or something, maybe think about, you know, if you can't get number one, maybe just think about those issues you could have at the 2-3 turn. And if you're comfortable with possibly uh, going going tight in there or having to mm-hmm. do a little bit of a reaching for, you know, one of these guys like Godwin. Um as we turn to like the as we turn to like the second and third round, the third round is where you famously said on Twitter that everybody this is the worst. If you want to find the fish at the table or whatever you said, yeah. like find the guy that takes Fournette in the in the in the third round. Those were those were prescient words. Whenever we look at some of these other guys going in the third round at the running back position, are you becoming more comfortable with Todd Gurley with um, the news no. that Dirk? Der- Cutter, all right. Well, so what is – is it no. just because he's old and he's got an arthritic knee and you're just worried about it? Yeah, I, I, it's the arthritic knee. And it's – you know, this dude has played on grass like his entire career. He played on grass at Georgia. He played it on grass um, uh, in L.A. L.A. And, I mean, I don't know how this is going to go um, in Atlanta. And I, I just I – don't, I don't trust him to hold up. And he just – he always goes too early. I mean, I – I'm not taking running backs in the fourth round. You know, I want to start, I want to start RB times two if I can. And then, you know, I'll I'll be, I'll be willing to take like, you know, a shot on like Cam Akers in the fifth or even like carry on Johnson in like the 10th or, you know, there, there are guys throughout the draft that I like it. I can get as my RB three, my RB three, my RB three, RB four, RB five. And so, I'm just really avoid, I'm taking wide receivers in the fourth round. Are you going or do you find yourself with your and clearly, I mean, the draft's going to have to come to you. I mean, you're not the kind of guy that's just going to be married to a strategy, but right. um, it like, are you, is, is there any, is there anywhere in there? Cause like if, if we're talking, say guys, you know, third, like if you started out, like you said, in that one league, you said you're a PC league where you went, whatever uh you know zeke and whatever was it eckler or something like that yeah and then you could go something like who knows maybe you go like dj more um uh uh you know adam thielen or something like that right whatever you go from there you know if you get down to this sort of maybe Robert Woods and we're keen, you know, we're Keenan Allen's going now or Tyler Lockett. That's also about where like Jonathan Taylor is going. True. Um, do you, do you just, do you still continue to really favor wide receivers through that portion of the draft and you're waiting until that sort of carry on 
area that's a little bit later? Or are there guys that are intermingled through those mid rounds at the running back position? When we talk about, say, like the Jonathan Taylors, when we talk about maybe, you know, I guess DeAndre Swift is probably a guy that everybody in the industry is kind of cooling on now. Yeah. What like Cam, Cam Akers? Um, yeah. do, you, do you ever find those guys as any part of your builds? Or are you generally sort of hands off as you're loading up? Because the, there really is a ton of wide receiver value for like four rounds in a row. Yeah, um, I, I think that James Conner in the third round is very justifiable. He's another guy who I think he's going to be chalk in DFS week one playing against the Giants. Like, people are going to want to play the Steelers defense against fumbling Dam- Daniel Jones. Oh, and yeah. Then, and then yeah. James Conner, you know, because you know he's going to be healthy in week one. The reason that people don't want him is in season long is because they think he's going to get hurt. Um, you know, he's, so he's going to be healthy for week one. And then – He's got a great, great matchup against the Giants. Probably going to have one of the worst defenses in the league. Um, Jonathan Taylor is the guy that I've been getting more recently, even though his price has come up. I mean, he's, he's going to have, like, spiked weeks. He's going to have he's, – he's going to break long touchdown runs behind that offensive line and with the way that he plays. And, I mean, I, I don't know how many passes he's, he's going to catch, uh, but, I mean, I think he's an, an excellent high upside RB2. Um and then, yeah, we talked a little bit about Cam Akers. Daryl Henderson went down. Malcolm Brown, I think, is just a guy. And Cam Akers in the fifth round. Probably my favorite. Yeah, no, definitely my f- favorite fifth-round running back, Cam Akers. Yeah, it's he's, he's a guy who's growing on me, especially now, you know, that we get – there was some, I forget what the exact quote was, but, you know, saying that, um, you know, th- that the Rams would like to have a primary back. I, I, I just, I don't think that it's going to, I don't think it's going to be Daryl Henderson. I never thought it was. And mm. I certainly don't think so now after they've, after they've spent that money on, um, after they've spent the, after, not the money, but the draft capital on yep. Cam Akers. Are, are you using the Marquise Brown as it seems like everybody else is? Yeah, I, I have him lower than ADP, but it's not because I don't like him. It's just because I like some guys ahead of him more. Like, I'm drafting Will Fuller over him. That's, um, I'm un- drafting, that's understandable. I'm drafting Michael Gallup over him. Um, yeah, it's just, who else is in that range? Keenan Allen. I have those guys. I have Keenan Allen and Marquise Brown, like, neck and neck. Oh, I just moved Deshaun Jackson to wide receiver 30. Um, right behind those guys. I want Deshaun Jackson on all my teams right now with Rieger going down and Alshon, who knows when, and Arcega Whiteside showed us nothing. As <laughs> yeah, he sure didn't. Yeah. He and sure didn't. and the, um, the Redskins have – the Redskins. The Washington football team <laughs> has the Eagles in week one. And um, I, I'm sorry, the, the, the Eagles face the, Red, the, the Washington football team in week one, and there's nobody in that secondary that scares me. That's a revenge game for Deshaun Jackson. He's a guy that actually has, like, crushed in, like, every revenge game ever. You can just go back to week one against the Washington football team last year, and he had, what, 157 yards and, you know, multiple touchdowns. Hmm. And, and the target competition for him, especially in the downfield passing game right now, is non-existent. You have, you have Goddard. You have Ertz. You have Miles Sanders, all kind of short area, you know, possession receivers. And it's just it's Sean Jackson and a whole lot of nothing in the Eagles downfield passing game right now. 
Yeah, with Rager out, it's like it's just a whole bunch of rookies that they didn't even like as much as even they didn't even like as much as Rager. And then some guys, as as I was kind of looking in that Will Fuller, Marquise Brown, Michael Gallup area that we talked about, I, I I hate to keep just jumping around, but just as far as ADP, Ronald Jones sort of lands around there. Yeah. Are, are you buy? Are you like? Are you? Are you ever going to buy on Ronald Jones? I've seen him dropping some some of these simulations to the eighth round of these drafts. Mm. I don't think that that probably happens in the sharper like underdog fantasy or FFPC. Mm-hmm. But if you just look at some of the simulations where you pull in the pull in the mock draft data from like Fantasy Pros and uh, some of the sites like Yahoo and ESPN, you can get him seventh eighth round. Would you be interested in Ronald Jones at that at that spot, or are you interested where he's going in the fifth or sixth in FFPC? Yeah, see, that's the thing. That's where I'm mostly playing is um, uh, FFPC and then um, and then DraftKings uh, uh, best ball right now, and he just always goes two rounds before I take him. I mean, I don't, I don't have. Uh, I've never been a Ronald Jones guy, you know. Right. I, I, yeah. I'm open to the opportunity. The situation seems good, um, but I mean, this guy has never been able to catch passes, even going back to his high school career. And he is – he's prone to error. And Tom Brady is going to be the guy dictating the playing time in that backfield. So, I mean, I, I have no I, – I don't really have a problem with him, um, except I actually have, like, like lots of problems with him. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just like he's, 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 one of, he's one of those guys that I was right on coming out of college. Right. And, right. and like, you know, I – I guess I'm I'm holding on to that prior because I've been right for two years now. It's kind of like how I feel like I was with 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 Jay Ajayi, and it and it looked oh, for a yeah. while there like I was going to get swindled, and he was actually going to be good. Yeah. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna see whether or not your priors are going to stand up this year with Ronald Jones. It looks like he's going to get yep. he's going to get the run to start, but I think that. I mean, what Byron and I talked about on the on the serious show is just like he seems like a guy that might start out the season as an RB two for you in fantasy, but by the end, doesn't it feel like he's he's probably going to be a guy that you're going to be struggling to want to get in your flex? You know, yeah. by the end of the season, feels like that's. I, I, I wonder. Going. I wonder if the Bucks might go get Fournette too. I don't know. Well, they were certainly on. It was the the three highest. Uh, the three highest were the. Uh, where the the Bears, the Washington, it's funny, man. You, like you did it earlier. I, I I said Washington Redskins yesterday on on the on the serious show, mm-hmm. and I immediately corrected myself and I said I'm sorry. The the Washington Football Team Redskins. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I didn't uh-huh. even correct it. <laughs> it's just, but it's gonna be hard. Um, but yeah, so it's the Washington Football Team, um, and then the bear the Bears in first, Washington Football Team, New England Patriots, yeah. and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Patriots, what a swindle that would be because Damian Harris is somebody who you've been able to get super late in drafts. Did you get did you get interested in Damian Harris? Do you remain interested in Damian Harris, even though the Sony Michelle's back now and he's he's you know basically splitting reps with the ones? I was drafting Damian Harris there for a while in like the eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth. Right. Uh, he has moved up to like the eighth, ninth, tenth now. And I am worried about Leonard Fournette potentially going to the Patriots. I'm not a big believer in Damian Harris from a talent standpoint. I think he's closer to a Jag. Um, And now, and a lot of the reason that I wanted Damian Harris was because the reports were that Sony Michelle was going to go on reserve PUP. That's not happening. And then Lamar Miller today was back from PUP. So it's starting to get, and, and, and and there was never really a scenario where Damian Harris was going to catch a lot of passes because James White does that 
in their backfield. And so um, I, I, I'm, I'm like taking Burkhead real, real late, and that's about it. I know that, you know, speaking of these com- committee backfields in the AFC East, I listen to y'all's, um, you, you guys have a great podcast at Establish the Run. I think it's just Establish the Run podcast. You can yep. find it wherever. And um, you're on there with Adam Levitan, or sometimes there's guests. But there was one recently where you guys were talking about your interest in Zach Moss. Zach Moss was a guy who we've kind of been talking about. Byron keeps telling me that, I have a blind spot to him just because I wasn't that high on him as a, as a prospect. Yeah. But you know, we did point out the fact that PF, I mean, PFF had him as their number one running back in the whole damn class, which I mean, you got to give that. I mean, I, people can bitch and complain about PFF all they want and stuff like that. But I mean, sometimes you got to take a little bit of wisdom of crowds and say, well, you know, they got some smart people there. If they made him number one, like that's going to take it into consideration. And Devin Singletary's fumbling in practice. Um, fumbling was an issue for Devin Singletary last season. A, a very underreported issue for Devin Singletary's last season was, mm-hmm. was his ball security. Do you, are, so I I heard on the podcast you guys are interested in, t- in taking Zach Moss. Where where is it that you're taking him and targeting him? Is that like more like an eighth or ninth round kind of kind of thing? Are you willing to you willing to kind of go go to that distance to to be able to make sure that you get him? Now, it's still an eighth or ninth round thing for me because I question his upside. Number one, playing in the same backfield as Josh Allen, who is going to hog goal line scores. Singletary mm-hmm. is still going to be involved. Um, so, you know, is, is Moss like, you know, remember in, this, in the same backfield with like Cam and Jonathan Stewart and D'Angelo Williams, they would always, yeah, always sure. just kind of limit each other's upside. And right. it was sort of frustrating. And then when they got out on their own, hey, you know, Jonathan Stewart had some big years. Uh, 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 D'Angelo Williams. Even, you know, even D. Will. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he lit it up, you know. Mm-hmm. So I just worried that they have this sort of like a limiting factor in terms of their ceiling. So I, I've actually been getting some Singletary in the seventh round lately. And then I'd be willing to take Moss in the eighth or ninth. But um, I think that. It, it's tough to get really excited about any individual there um, other than just, you know, straight up mid round picks. All right, Silva, I'm very mindful of your time here. So just, uh, just two, two more, two more kind of overreaching, yeah. like bigger, bigger questions, right? Just the, because the people need to know the people need Silva's picks. And so whether, who are some of these guys, just as you look down your list of your top 150 or your list of ADP, who are, who are the guys just, you know, a few of them, who you find yourself just, if if not leaving every draft with, because you can't leave every draft with with somebody, but that you but that you'd like to leave most drafts with, that you feel like you have a ton of, you've got a lot of exposure to through your best balls, through your early drafts. Who are some of your guys this year? Certainly, uh, Deshaun Jackson, who we already mentioned, um, mm-hmm. his his FFPC main event ADP is like in the one thirties, and I just put him at fifty nine overall. So okay, like so he's using, one of your guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Guys. If you are using yeah. the rankings, you are fucking getting Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> yeah. I can assure you that. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I I would say Herndon, Chris Herndon of the Jets, although he is skyrocketing. So I've sort of he pivoted, is. I've sort of yeah, pivoted a little bit to Blake Jarwin, who is also uh, on the rise, but is still cheap enough to where even an FFPC. Um, uh, tight end premium, you know, I could still get him in the 10th. And so in like a probably regular 
season long home league. I mean, some some fantasy leaguers in a in a league like that might have never even heard of Blake Jarwin. So you, you mm-hmm. can probably get Blake Jarwin like in the 13th there. But I, I like investing in the Cowboys offense pretty much any way that I that I possibly can because I think that they're gonna have, they're gonna be like the the NFC's version of the Chiefs this year. Yeah, I like it too, man. So so Djax, Herndon, and then mm-hmm. but since Herndon is getting more and more popular, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be Jarwin. Yeah, and then all right. So I'm gonna ask you about the guys you hate because you were so right on with with Leonard Fournette. But before I do, just let me remind let me remind everybody. Uh, that they can find Evan Silva on Twitter at Evan Silva. Of course, he still writes the uh, matchups column that you might have been used to reading every week over on Roto World. That thing's now moved over to establish the run. They have Josh Hermsmeyer's by low model. They have the offensive line versus defensive line sort of whatever. Uh, um, what's the guy's name he does that? Thorn? Brent, He's really Brent good. Yeah, yeah, really true. good. Um, they get, they got, you know, Pat Thorman, Leone, just a, a really good team over there at establish the run. They have their draft kit available right now, $35. But if you buy it, you get a FFPC $25 voucher. So mm-hmm. you were told that there was no math, but that's still, it's like a $10 membership. So <laughs> there we go. Uh, that that's at Evan Silva on Twitter. All right, Silva, I'm going to get you out of here on this one. Okay. Leonard Fournette, he's turned to dust. At least we think he's turned to dust. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who, uh, if, you, if, if, if you're warning people, players to stay away from, who do they need to stay away from in, in 2020 fantasy drafts? It pains me to say, but Josh Jacobs. Oh, it pains me to hear. Yep, and it's not, and it's not necessarily through any fault of his own. I, I think that he might already be a top five sort of ball carrier in the NFL, but the Raiders are continue to assemble players around him to cut into his passing game usage. And the passing game usage is going to be especially critical this year because the Raiders have one of the toughest schedules in the league after week one against the Panthers, which we're going to put him, we're going to play him in DFS in week one. Yep. But after they play the Panthers in week one, the next, um, the next wave of, of opponents that they have is just absolutely brutal. I know I, I'm not uh, in, in front of my computer right now, but I know it begins with the Saints. They play the Chiefs twice in there. Uh, they play the Patriots in Foxborough. I mean, it's just every bad matchup that you could possibly think of uh, through like week 10 or 11. And, be, and because they're going to be – and they weren't good last year. I know they went, what, seven and nine or whatever but they were really bad they were bottom five in point differential they just won a bunch of close games early in the year and then and they were actually six and four at one point and then they were really badly exposed down the stretch so they're going to be in negative game scripts and and it looks like josh jacob's not even going to be on the field in those situations because they signed uh jalen richard who ran only seven fewer pass routes than josh jacobs did all last year uh, they picked up Devontae Booker and Theo Riddick. Those guys could maybe even both get cut, but it's still a sign of what they're doing. They drafted Lynn Bowden in the third mm-hmm. round, and you know they're playing him at running back. So, I mean, the team is screaming at us, we're not going to throw the ball to Josh Jacobs this year unless it's on first and, and second down. And now, they're, and now their schedule sets up for them to be playing from behind. So that is... 
that that looks like a, a potential disaster situation. And and if you look at the way that Josh Jacobs produced last year, his splits were huge in wins versus losses. He didn't score a single touchdown in a loss last year, and he scored all mm. seven of his touchdowns in wins. And his yards per game, his yards per uh, yards per scrimmage, yards from scrimmage <laughs> per game. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Dropped from like 120 to 80, going from wins to losses. So you, what you were holding in your hand during Raiders' losses last year was 80 yards from scrimmage and zero touchdowns. That's eight fantasy points. We, we, don't, we don't want eight fantasy points from our second-round pick. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.